Hello, people of the internet. My name's Isaiah. And my name is Matt. And welcome back to episode 102 of the Motley Ignorant Podcast. Whoa, bro. Calm down. uh, A little bit excited today. What's wrong with you? Yeah, you're so hyped up. What the hell? Uh, smoking crack again? No, I had a I had a pack of Scooby Doo gummies before this. Bro, bros on them gummies. <laughs> Actually, no, I took one one two actually one two too many uh, Flintstone vitamins this morning. <laughs> I'm high as a kite now. What one Flintstones vitamin does to a MF? <laughs> yeah, have you ever had those as a kid? Yes. That shit. That shit went fucking hard. Drugs for children. <laughs> Did you like the gummies or like the hard, like the harder, like the hard ones? Who the hell is eating the gummies, dude? <laughs> the gummies Come that on. came after our time. Anyways, God, fucking I'm gross. <laughs> gummy vitamins, like <laughs> <laughs> so. Did you just swallow them whole, or would you actually crunch them? I would crunch you them. Crunch that good. shit up. Yeah, they were delicious. You were just like down half a bottle. <laughs> In one sitting, <laughs> fucking OD on Flintstone gummies, and then your piss just smells like fucking battery acid. <laughs> Start pissing like brown pissing blood. <laughs> I actually, funny story. Yeah. Uh, is it about pissing ever, blood? <laughs> it was about, it's about pissing red. Hello. Did you eat? <laughs> Did you ever eat so many beets before that she started peeing red? No, because I don't eat beets. Well, that's a side effect of eating too many beets. And don't ask me why I know that. I mean, this one time I went to work really hungover and I threw up and I was throwing up red because I drank so much wine the night before. And <laughs> you I like vomiting? Yeah, I, like, yeah, I freaked the fuck out because I'm like... I called my mom in the bathroom and I was like, mom, I'm throwing up blood. And she's like, what? <laughs> I can just imagine you waking her up at like fucking six in the morning. Cause that's when you would go in for work. Yeah. It was a rough um, day. I thought I was off that day. That's why I drank the night before. And then I got a call from the manager at like 7am being like, where are you? And I was like, Oh no. Oh no. Oh, so I went no. and I opened and I think I was there for like two hours I like open the store and then when someone came in, I was like, I gotta go. <laughs> you gotta to. go, Dodo. Yeah, I gotta go. Gotta go, Dodo. I'm very sick. <laughs> yeah. Well. Yeah. Uh, sorry. How about we get into our topics for today? Yeah. I want to start right off the bat with a little update on one of our previous topics from a week or two ago. So for those who remember, Unity, the most recent company to not uh, do consumer make a consumer friendly decision, mm-hmm. uh, the newest company to be uh, greedy as all hell, decided to implement a bunch of rules and shit about uh, money. Like whenever someone would download a game that was made with Unity, Unity would take a cut of it, essentially, like an yeah. install fee or whatever. Uh, so yeah, and people got real mad because this wasn't something that's that was insane. taking effect. What? As people are getting mad because that's insane. Yeah, yeah, they were getting mad because it's insane. But initially, people were just mad that this was something that was like being grandfathered in. Like it wasn't something that's like that it was like starting twenty twenty four. We'll be doing it. It was yeah. like everyone that's been using Unity since it came out essentially will start getting charged. Essentially, like back 
backlogged or whatever the word is like they'll charge everyone retroactively charge, retroactively yeah. charge yeah that's the word retroactively charge so people got mad at that they dropped that and then people were still mad because just the idea of charging for this shit is stupid so uh they finally went back on everything pretty much i think there's still a little bit of like this new these new changes out there like they're still implementing some of the stuff but it's not it's not nearly as bad as it was before when it comes to like percentage take and stuff yeah. like that so it's manageable now but because of this the board of directors came in and said, hey, yo, man, Mr. CEO, Mr. John Ricciatello or whatever the fuck his name is. Uh, you got to go, man. You got to go. You're taking the blame for this one. Uh, yeah. Here's the door. Although, let's be honest, it's probably 100 percent his idea because. Yeah, I guess we can bring it up now. This guy was the ex-CEO of EA Games. We know and we all know they, their reputation when it comes yeah. to monetization. Essentially the creator of fucking loot boxes and fucking microtransactions. Yeah. So his great idea that got him fired by EA, because he was apparently let go from EA as well. Uh even EA was like, okay, that's too greedy for us. He apparently wanted uh because EA is one that owns like Battlefield and all those games. Mm-hmm. Uh essentially wanted to implement a microtransaction where every time you need to reload in a first-person shooter, you need to pay 99 cents. That is insane. He said that that would be the best microtransaction that ever exists because in the heat of the moment, no one would ever say no to wanting to reload in a game to keep playing. He said it would be way better than like loot boxes or like skins and stuff like that. That was his grand idea. Actually fucking evil. <laughs> like literally evil. So he got the kibosh. Uh... The seven-year-old man probably thought that video games are still the equivalent of like arcade machines where every time you died, it insert a new 25 cents yeah. into the machine. I feel that's the exact kind of mindset he's, he had there, right? With the reloading thing. Yeah. Just feels like a completely out of touch guy that thinks that you still need to put quarters into your Xbox. Yo, just imagine, yo, imagine that though. Like imagine you're playing Fortnite and like you can keep going like if you die, but it costs you. Like cost you a dollar <laughs> to respawn. Imagine how much fucking money they would make. Yeah, I'm surprised I mean, they they go out of business first that. because like literally everyone at the company would get their heads true placed on a pike. But like you know, people are just stupid enough yeah. to do it to fall for it. Like they don't understand that it it makes sense. Like going back to the arcade example, no one got mad when arcades did that. Because that was the whole point of an arcade, right? You, you yeah. have to go out your way to go play an arcade. So, of course, they need to make money by making you pay to play it, right? Because you're going on your yeah. way for it. But, like, doing that kind of shit in video games where you purchase the video game and you purchase the console to play the video game on. Yeah. Why the fuck charge for, like, you know, reload? Exactly. More, like, additional transactions. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Not surprised. You got the kibosh here. Uh, he's gone. Uh, officially, he's retiring. He wasn't let go or anything probably so he can keep his you know benefits severance package package, yeah well not even severance because he wasn't like cut so yeah just to keep his benefits and stuff like that he's retiring um i think he should get the the guillotine to be quite honest (laughs) the guillotine Uh, that should be a severance package his fucking head severed right off yeah now do you think extreme i'm sorry but i I mean it (laughs) <laughs> I made the joke earlier that this was like a board of directors decision, obviously. Do you think Unity did this to appeal or appease the consumer base or the appease their shareholders? 
Um, both. <laughs> yeah, I think it conveniently helps both, but I think they were primarily probably caring more about what the shareholders are thinking. Oh, yeah. And all this, because their stock price apparently plummeted significantly after yeah, the pricing changing. No right. shit. Yeah. I mean, you, I still think it's funny that just like a company can just basically pin it all on one person and we probably won't hear anything from unity unless they like really fuck up again we won't hear anything about them for like the next couple years i give it like two years Mm -hmm. maybe yeah and we're just gonna forget about it and brush it under the rug (laughs) hell yeah brother uh Trying to see what the thing, what things they still kept in from these changes, but I can't seem to find it easily online. Uh, yeah, I know they upload. There you go. I found one thing. They, I know they upgraded the threshold now. It's now if you make at least one million dollars with one million downloads, then you'll they'll start charging you. So that basically saves like ninety percent of indie companies, right? Because they're never going to make that kind of yeah. money. Unless they're like a bigger indie company or like a double A studio or something. Yeah. So yeah, that's one change. I know they, they're still implementing, but at least the threshold is more respectable, I guess. Mm-hmm. But yeah, man, I think what is Unity stock now? Because they haven't, they, apparently they, according to the, uh, like shareholder meetings and documents, stuff like that, Unity hasn't been profitable in like years. So, <laughs> so in the last month, they started at 40, just under 40 bucks, like 38, $39. And they're down to 27, $29, $29. They drop 10 bucks. Yeah. A share. Yeah. 25% in the past month lost. So Damn. yeah, that's a big drop. Yeah, man. Crazy. It's funny how the company had to pin it on someone. Jesus Christ. Wow. Their shares have been dropping for years, though. Like their peak was right in the pandemic at 200 bucks. And now they're down to 20 bucks. Damn. Minus 60% drop. Crazy, dude. I think Unity's about to go kaput, man. Yeah, this might be the final nail in the coffin. I don't see why a shareholder would want to hold on at this point. True. Should we move on to our next topic? Yeah. Just for fun, I was trying to look up if Unreal Engine had stock, but then I realized they were a private company, so they wouldn't have. Yeah. What company owns Unreal? Oh, yeah, Epic. Duh. Yeah, so Epic is not public company but yeah we can move on to our next topic speaking of unreal engine we can talk about dead island 2 woo, 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 woo. you want to talk about it fucking go yeah fucking I discord away cut. from the mic discord fucking cut that out so bad <laughs> but yeah, yeah i think matt was excited there i didn't hear it but the recording sure picked it up i think so oh yeah <laughs> dead island 2 finally after being out for not a year. It's, it came out what in January, February. Uh, that's uh, that's a question. Dead Island to launch. Launch was April twenty first. Yeah. Okay. So 
not that long actually, like six months later, they're fine. They're finally dropping their first of two uh, story expansions or DLCs. Mm-hmm. The first one coming out November second. Finally, have a release date, and it's called House. But like the pretentious artsy way, like yeah, like an art house, like H A U S, like the German, yeah, German way. And it's very ooh, it looks so good. It's it's very culty. It's very like Hollywood elite culty. Yeah, yeah, that's like what they're going for. It looks kind of like the old school uh, American Horror Story like series covers. I don't know. You probably don't know what I'm talking about, but like for those who know, like it's giving very like. American Horror Story Hotel uh, vibes. Ah, I'm just so excited. Yeah, and I watched like two minutes of footage from it. And yeah, it's like very spooky, like almost like bordering on like spooky. Yeah, almost like, like like modern vampire-esque, right? Yeah, and like almost bordering on fuck. like it's eloquent. It's it's. Uh, yeah, it's really <laughs> it's excited. really just like. Very a millionaire tasteful. cult, essentially, exactly. is what they're trying to go for. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, basically the story is that like, you just get like an invitation to go to this place and that's where the story brings you. I'm still a bit confused as to whether or not it's going to tie into the main story because the main story doesn't doesn't resolve itself, really, like the main game. Yeah. Well, so, so there are there were two DLCs confirmed. One of them is a continuation of like the the main plot from Dead Island 2 and I don't know if this is that one cuz like mm, there's a character sure, yeah. who basically just goes missing and this yeah yeah cuz yeah the the first expansion this one coming out house is they say it's how does a billionaire prepare for the zompocalypse zumpo- a techno death cult with a healthy splash of debauchery and gore and the second expansion is coming out second quarter of 2024 and it's the Sola Festival Basically making fun of all those fucking techno EDM cons- festivals that happen all over the place. Like fucking yeah. Firefest and all that shit. So for this new uh, DLC, where did it, I had the list earlier. Where is it? Here. Yeah, they announced they, three, there's three new weapons coming in. Wow. Cro- crossbow, a hog roaster. <laughs> and a weapon called Dead Islands. What an original name. Dead Islands. <laughs> but yeah, I'm excited. It's been a while since we played, so I'm excited to finally have more content to play in the I mean, game. I was playing it just the other day. And I noticed that there were like... Because I 100% of the game a couple months ago. And then I noticed like I was missing an achievement, but it's from... like I guess it's glitchy and... um the epic launcher is like glitching out for some people showing them achievements that aren't yet out for the game, like regarding the DLC. Mm. So I was like, Ooh, we knew we were going to get some news soon. And it's funny because like, we just haven't heard from like deep silver regarding anything. And then all of a sudden they just drop it. Like people keep messaging them and like they post on social media, like enjoying hell a and stuff like this. But like people are like, When's the DLC coming? And then yeah, because they, they responded. This, yeah, they like, responded to one person just saying like soon, <laughs> like we can tell you stuff soon. Yeah, because they dropped like this news about these two upcoming DLCs like months ago. Yeah, just saying like yeah, when the quarter game launched. Yeah, like quarter four, twenty twenty three, and quarter two, twenty twenty four, and we we're like, what the fuck? Why? Yeah. Why no specific date? <laughs> 
But yeah, another thing that's rumored to have been announced is a new game mode too, as well inside of the game. Yeah. Called Neighborhood Watch. So it's just a rumor right now. Hasn't been confirmed by Dead Island 2 yet. Like by Deep Silver or anyone like that. <laughs> so who knows if it's legit or not. I don't know. But this new game mode is basically just like a wave mode essentially where you protect uh, like a point. Like a yeah. safe house. You survive multiple days. It gets harder every day. Yeah. And you upgrade your characters and i guess the location like with traps and stuff so yeah you have to complete like objectives to unlock weapons and traps so essentially just seven days to die matt's favorite game of seven days to die it's garbage (laughs) it was too hard for matt so matt didn't like it a horde mode will do this game good i think because like what's better than just literally killing hordes of zombies nothing literally nothing so oh yeah and especially like the gore effects and stuff like that yeah it's just you're gonna it's, a, it's gonna be like a very satisfying like blood fest essentially that's what they're going for and i just i really like how because they could have kind of like dicked around with the plot because the first game if i remember like didn't really have much of a plot like it ended up being the outbreak was some like military conspiracy bullshit mm-hmm. but like this one is like yeah there's like a a secret death cult who like are trying to bring forth the apocalypse through zombies and it's like sure let's go batshit let's go crazy <laughs> so yeah i like crazy i mentioned this to you before the pod too i'm hoping that like with this dlc that it's like enough content right like it i hope it's more yeah. than just like an hour i really hope it's at least like three four five hours of content people are saying uh, the aesthetic reminds them of like bioshock which i can yeah, see yeah yeah very bioshock yeah. but yeah hopefully it's good i'm sure it will be good i mean oh yeah that island 2 is a fun game so i'm glad that i just want to take a moment to appreciate <laughs> that the game was in development hell for what 15 years do we come up with yeah essentially 15 years yeah and then and, they managed to pull off a game that is, it has its like minor glitches and bugs, but like for the most part, it was just a solid game. It was fun. Yeah. Like it doesn't reinvent the wheel like or anything crazy no. like that. But like when you're stuck in development, hell, a functional game is more than you could ask for it. Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, especially today when like AAA companies can't even pull it off. So yeah, a game stuck in hell for 15 years. That's pretty impressive. So I don't really mind not hearing from the devs because like who knows what the hell they have to go through. Right. Or like the, the struggles that they're going through just to get the DLC together and out. But I'm yeah, well, I was a, delivering on their promise. That was another thing that I think people uh, were a bit confused about was like how they didn't have a specific date for the DLC. So people were assuming that maybe they were still working on them. Yeah. Like with this game being stuck in development hell and transferring hands so many times, I think, uh, is it Dan Buster that made Dead yeah. on two? Yeah. They uh, probably well, focused Deep Silver, but they had owned it before. Oh yeah, Deep Silver is the developer. Okay, I thought they were just the publisher. Yeah, yeah they. Oh, they published and developed. Yeah, okay. Yeah, Deep Silver, Dan Buster Studios. Yeah, okay. I feel like they were just focusing on getting that main the main game done at this point, yeah. and then the DLC was just like, whatever time we can afford to give to it after, kind of thing. That's why they're probably holding off on giving us dates. Yeah, but should be good. 
I'm oh, pumped. Okay. So the crossbow obviously is going to be a crossbow. Uh, the hog roaster, I think, is a flamethrower. Because the like little description yeah, for it barbecue says them. the ultimate yeah. ticket to visceral slaying. Why only butcher a zombie when you can barbecue them at the same time? Yeah. And then the dead no, islands. I don't know what, I don't I'm know assuming what it's a hammer. Are. Probably some Ooh, kind of hammer weapon. Maybe. Because there's a few of those, right? Like, I think... To take the it, weight off your shoulders while you smash undead enemies into oblivion. I think the undead, uh, the 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 end game weapon was a hammer. No, don't you get like a? Yeah, Emma's Sam B's hammer that he uses. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Emma's wrath. So I was just curious. I wanted to look up how much the DLC would cost. Because I don't have the full like deluxe gold Pack, triple yeah. triple kablammy explosion version whatever the fuck they call it. Um, yeah, I found the expansion pass just itself is forty bucks. That's so not that's, bad for two yeah. campaigns. I, I was literally going to ask you yeah, how many how much you think each DLC would cost, and I was going to say twenty bucks. So that literally adds yeah. up. So yeah, it feels. When's the last time you could say that though about a game? Like, oh yeah, it's releasing story expansions that are DLC for 20 bucks. You're going to get three, four hours of content instead of buying, you know, a skin. (laughs) Like this feels very old school with the way they're releasing this. Yeah. Like they're not releasing, they're releasing new content the way it should be. Like proper DLCs that actually have decent amount of content in it. Like from what we can see, it just feels very old school, which is a good thing. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny because like since the game was in development hell, the way it's being marketed is also very reminiscent of like the early two thousands. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, I can't even think of another game this these days that uh, that does like DLC story expansions like this. Well, yeah, because everything's moved on to seasons, right? Yeah, seasons. You're not really even getting a story expansion there. You're just getting fucking glorified skins and stuff like that. Well, which I mean, is even like things like Destiny where they would release full on like DLC. Those are just raids though, right? Well, no, they would like release full campaigns with new areas, like new characters that whole new everything. So like it felt old school, but then they switched to the season and it's like, they, it's really cutting down on like content and originality. Obviously it makes sense because to continue to develop that kind of content and like you can't just create a new area in a game like destiny like continuously right like they've had to vault a lot of their content which is super Mm -hmm. shitty but also i guess seasons in a way because they like reuse the same areas a lot in their like season content as opposed to dropping whole new maps and stuff like that so like it's easier for the devs, but also like as a player, you feel like you get less. Whereas I would much prefer the devs to take their time and create, you know, new experiences for the player. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it makes sense. But speaking of taking your time to make a game. Oh God. This is a bad transition, but let's talk about <laughs> Golem. Yeah. The Lord of the Rings Golem game. And we're not done talking about that piece of shit. <laughs> uh, that game came and went and died within a week. Mm-hmm. The company came, went and died 
a week after the game came out, <laughs> essentially, uh, releasing an apology saying, we're sorry the game sucks. Uh, we'll do better next time. We love you. We we do this for the fans. All that mumbo jumbo that usually yeah. comes out with an apology. And then they got kiboshed. They got put out of business, brought behind the shed, put down. Uh, Didalic? Yeah, Didalic is the name of the company. Yeah. Said, you're gone. Well, we're, we are gone. <laughs> we are closing down. So people have been interviewed. Some of the developers have been interviewed by gaming outlets post the company shutting down. Mm-hmm. Just talking about like what happened with the game, why it sucked and this stuff like that. Apparently they said that, oh, I misread this. My transition kind of sucks. It doesn't work here. I, I misread the sentence. He was saying that some of the developers have been developers for 10 to 15 10, 15, 20 years, and they're good, but they can't do magic because they weren't given the funds, said one of the mm. senior developers. I read yeah. that I read that the wrong way. I thought he meant like the game has been in development for 10, 15, 20 oh. years. I'm like, what the fuck? 20 <laughs> years for this piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. So apparently uh, the game costs 15 million euros to make, which is apparently very low for a AAA game, which may explain why it is the lowest rated game ever. <laughs> Well, not ever, but lowest rated game of the year. Yeah. But anyways, the point we're trying to get here at here is that the Golem game, the apology made by the company was completely generated by (laughs) ChatGPT. This is just like icing on the cake. Like, this is the cherry on top at this point. (laughs) Like, yeah. So two sources speaking to the gaming outlet said that it was ChatGPT that wrote it and that uh, no one at the development studio did Alec had any idea about the apology. It all came from the publisher at Nacon. Yeah. So they had no idea what the contents of the apology were at all or anything of the sorts. Uh, yeah. And said that wow. it was chat GBT because of course it was. Of course it was. Why am I not even surprised? Like I, I want to be surprised, <laughs> but like <sighs> I'm not. Like, I wouldn't have guessed they would have used ChatGPT because it's so stupid. So, a, such a stupid idea to use ChatGPT. Because, yeah. like, wasn't this an apology that people memed on for, like, having typos in it? I'm pretty sure it was, yeah, right? They, yeah. So, here. Shortly after release, Datalik seemingly posted up an apology to social media describing Lord of the Rings Golem as an underwhelming experience while promising patches. An apology that, rather concerningly, incorrectly spelt the name of the game. While packing in, yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah, they called the game. Yeah, that they were. They called it the Lord of Ring, (laughs) the Lord of Ring Golem. (laughs) They didn't even fucking spell check or like reread the. They could ask Chat GPT to spell check the fucking apology (laughs) made. Jesus, yeah, I remember. I remember there'd be a few typos in here, but yeah, that makes sense now. Why there's those typos? Yeah. Uh. Trying to find if there's any other info about it, but uh, it's just sad. Yeah, it's just sad. I mean, it's really. I don't know. Like, not that I was expecting this, but it's also not surprising hearing about it now, right? Like, it's yeah, yeah. Of course, a company that was flopping so hard uses Chat GPT. <laughs> I, I wouldn't be surprised if they use Chat GPT to fucking write some of their code <laughs> like source code for the game yeah honestly because <laughs> jesus it is bad 
But yeah, uh, I haven't played this game. I haven't even... The only thing, the only footage I've seen of the game is like Donkey's video on it. I mean, that's the only oh yeah, video. same. To be honest, yeah, I know. I, I haven't seen gameplay or anything other than like, just Donkey dunking like, on it on YouTube. <laughs> it's a fucking trash game. <laughs> Speaking of trash games, impromptu tar- topic here, dude. I started yeah. playing Assassin's Creed Mirage yesterday because I've heard it was bad. you're a busy, busy boy. Uh, it's mid i mean it's i'm like two hours in and like there's nothing inspiring about the game like it's very like it doesn't reinvent the wheel there's nothing like it's just another yeah like it just feels like it's something i played a hundred times before which is fine i guess whatever but like they're definitely trying to go back to their roots that was the big complaint was that assassin's creed ended up being just a fucking rpg essentially like all the stealth assassination aspects were gone especially when valhalla came out you're fucking viking of course you're not gonna have stealth so they did they did kind of go back to root like to to the roots of this game but like and they also cut like the size of the game down obviously right back down to like 12 15 hours which is used to be the norm for these story games instead of fucking 90 hours slog through an open world that's like empty uh, but that's not what I want to talk about. The actual game is fine. But holy shit, dude. If you're going to make me launch your stupid goddamn game in your own proprietary launcher, make it work, please. For the love of God. Literally had to go on Epic Games just to get the game. And then you download it. You install it. And it's like, oh, well, you can't actually launch this game for Epic Games because you need your Ubisoft account to be linked to your Epic Games launcher. I'm like, you fucking son of a bitch. I, I link my Ubisoft account. And then I launched the game and then it auto installs Ubisoft Connect regardless on my PC. So now I have a Ubisoft launcher on my PC to go with the Epic Games launcher that are both linked together that I have to open both to run the stupid fucking game through. And then when I launch Assassin's Creed, it makes me log into Ubisoft Connect and I couldn't log in. I put my login info and hit login. Nothing would happen. It wouldn't say like incorrect email or incorrect password or whatever. It just wouldn't let it me. It just would like, not react. It would not react. You click the button. It would do its little animation, but nothing would change. So I literally made a new account. That's the only way it could, you could fix it when I, was look, when I looked it up on like Reddit or whatever. People yeah. said, just make a new account. So I made a new account, but then it wouldn't launch because Epic Games was linked to my old fucking old Ubisoft account. So I had to go back and fucking unlink that piece of shit and link my new oh account. My and then it finally God. launched. And then to make matters worse, Ubisoft Connect took five minutes to launch the very first time. <laughs> I at least sat on my computer for five minutes for the launch. Like fuck, man! If you're gonna make you're gonna make your game launch on your stupid shit, make it work, please. <laughs> like same thing with EA. Like I have Battlefield 2042 on my PC when I'm bored. I just play mm-hmm. that. You have to launch it through EA, and even the EA launcher is ass. Like fuck! Why do they do this? Why do they make their own launcher if it doesn't work? I know they don't care about the experience that for the consumer, but like Jesus Christ! <laughs> At a certain point, it has to be like functional we can't even yeah. launch it you need like fucking 20 workarounds just to get into your fucking ubisoft connect to launch mirage like it's not worth this game is not worth that amount of effort it's not it's not a good game so why why are you making me do this just to steal your data obviously fuck man they can steal my data off my shitty fucking def- not default but like junk email that i use for all this shit because they're just going to send you a bunch of garbage to your email. So I always use a shit email that I don't even look at. Like sometimes I try to gamble. What I do is like 
when I'm signing up for something that I know I'm not going to like use much or like, I know they're going to send me garbage. I use my garbage email. And like, yeah. I try to like, I try to like think I'm like, are they going to ask me to verify my email? Cause if they do, then I'm not going to use that email. Cause I probably don't even think I'm going to be able to access it at this point. <laughs> I don't <laughs> even remember what the password is. So like, I always take a gamble. I'm like, Hmm, does this website look organized enough for me to get, for them to ask me to verify my email? And most of the time it's no, but sometimes they do. And I'm like, fuck. I have to make a new account with my other email. <laughs> yeah, that's my rant of the episode. That's funny. Fuck Ubisoft. Literally, eat my hole. And it's funny how this company... Do you remember this? Do you remember when Ubisoft got those like sexual assault claims and all that shit? And they were like yep. hot fire. And then Activ- Activision came up and like, hold my, hold my beer. We got even better. Yeah. We got people drinking milk out of the fridge. That didn't come from a cow. (laughs) (laughs) Like, it's so funny how Ubisoft got away scot-free from that whole ordeal. And now they're just blasting people out of the company. Like, they've fired 60 people last week. Like, it's funny how they're just going under the radar when it comes to this. But I think Ubisoft is kind of just a company that's been also on a slow decline for years at this point. Mm Mm-hmm. I haven't really made anything <laughs> like all their games are just mid like they like they're fine but they're like nothing's good which is funny because i wanted to play skull and bones but that game's been on <laughs> fucking delayed for months now remember when i told you about this game uh, like the beginning of the year it was supposed to come out in february i'm pretty sure like march of this year i remember you mentioning it yeah it's essentially like uh that xbox pirate game fucking yeah. sea of thieves sea of thieves yeah but sea of these nuts ubisoft's equivalent and it was supposed to come out in march and then they people bashed the shit out of it because they announced like a bunch of like microtransactions and like mm-hmm. shit like that that would stop you from be, like actually progressing in the game and then they're like they pulled a suicide squad and said yeah we're taking a year to like fix this game we'll be back oh boys. yeah i totally forgot about that what the suicide, suicide squad, squad game, game? Kill, the, kill the justice league yeah Wait, is it out? No, February no. 22nd, 2024. Okay. Yeah, remember it was supposed to come out in April and they pushed it back an entire year to get rid of not the microtransactions, but for them it was because uh, the seasons, right? They're trying yeah. to do like characters, seasons and shit like that. Yeah. People got mad. They're like, why can't you just do a fucking Arkham Asylum game? Yeah. Rocksteady, please, for the love of God. And they said, okay, yeah. we'll, we'll do that. Thank you, guys. <laughs> we're, we're taking a year. <laughs> taking a year actually to, do, to give you what you want. Yeah. I mean, they're kind of fucked now because... They don't have Batman. What do you mean? I mean, he's probably because Kevin Conroy was the voice of Batman in the Suicide Squad game. Yeah, but I don't don't think there have to be film lines or anything. It's just getting rid of that like mechanic of like seasons and stuff like that. But I mean, like if they plan to, for whatever reason, like reshoot. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Anything. Maybe. But. Yeah, 100% this was Warner Bros' idea. Because Warner oh, yeah. Bros. is the publisher. And they're so great. Yeah. Speaking of, like, dead games, whatever happened to multiverses? What's going on there? Any news recently? Because remember they shut down for a bit? They've shut down until early 2024. Sorry, what? Who? What? Multiverses. Oh, yeah. So... That game's fucking dead, dude. <laughs> I mean, comes... it was just the the open beta, so like. I think even when it, it, 
it, wasn't it the open alpha even? No beta. Remember it the alpha? Beta? The alpha was closed. Remember we had to sign oh, okay, up for yeah, it, yeah. and then beta yeah. was open to everyone. But yeah, now it's shut down for a while. Like, yeah, I don't know why they did. Like, that's like the ideal way to kill your fucking game. I don't know. I don't think it's gonna come back with the same fan base that it had previously. Unless they actually like <laughs> buff out those kinks, because it was I don't know, not like fix the servers. In- yeah, fix the servers and balance the game. <laughs> they're running on them Nintendo Super Smash Bros. servers <laughs> that they're running off of. I mean, okay, yeah, N- Nintendo and internet don't come together, <laughs> but like at least you can like play Smash Bros. And like if you're not playing online, it's like a very well created, balanced game. Yeah, it's just the online. Yeah, that's where Nintendo fucks up. Yeah true but yeah two games two games that were supposed to come out months apart that have both been delayed now because they actually listened to their fan base for once which is surprising so but we'll see if you know it actually yeah. leads to anything down the yeah road. we'll see if it actually fixes itself because like skull and bones doesn't even have a release date right now it just says like 2024 they have no idea what's gonna come out now yeah so wait they have a closed beta what the fuck Hello, Captain. The time has come for you. What the fuck? Oh, in August. I didn't even know that. In August, they had a closed beta. Hmm. For Skull and Bones. They still don't have a release date, though, so. Hmm. Well, whatever. I feel like I have so many games that are coming out soon that or have already come out that I'm waiting to play that I'm probably not going to get to this, even if it does I mean, come out relatively soon. We're still playing Baldur's Gate. Yeah. <laughs> Still playing Baldur's Gate. What's our next game that we ha- play together next? I don't know. Like, but should we uh, talk about our next topic? Sure, man. No. Don't do this to me. No. What? Oh, no. What? Alan Wake 2 is a... Epic Games exclusive now. Oh no. Ah, I swear it was on Steam the other day. Why the fuck did it change over to Epic Games, dude? God damn it. Well, at least it's coming out like two weeks after the Dead Island 2 DLC, so Epic Games launcher will still be on my PC. <laughs> so I won't have to reinstall it. <laughs> Literally, the only reason why I'm keeping Epic Games on my computer, well, after I beat Mirage, is just like. Have it easily at hand for when the DLC comes out. But yeah, next topic. Next topic. Here we go. Here we go. Next topic. We finished the Continental. Hell yeah, brother. And Matt fucking hated it. Yeah, I was going to say, like, if we're <laughs> going to talk about it, you go first. Because <laughs> I don't have a lot of nice things to say about it. I thought it was... Fine. I would, I would give it like a 7 out of 10. It was... I thought... Okay, the main character... Winston. Winston was Scott. Was just like Colin Woodell as Winston Scott. I don't know. For just... For whatever reason, every other character's story was more interesting to me. Like, I know that like his was like the main, the main plot, but like, I didn't give a shit about him. I don't know. Like... <laughs> 
the like the kung fu brother and sister and like their dojo in chinatown and like the chinese mafia guy trying to like take over the building yeah yeah like that was an infinitely more interesting storyline than whatever the fuck was going on with the actual continental the cop story yeah the lady with trying to find out who killed her parents or yeah brother trying to get revenge yeah like it just it all was even like the stuff going on with the high table infinitely more interesting than like whatever winston scott was doing i'm sorry (laughs) (laughs) and it i also found like it just kind of ended abruptly spoilers but like also if you've seen john wick you kind of already know what happens so um winston scott it's the story of him how he comes to like take over the continental and own it yeah like he just kills everybody there and then he like kills the uh the adjudicator yeah uh, yeah yeah, adjudicator sorry yeah who like communicates between the owners of the continental hotels and the the high table and then it just ends like it doesn't show him in charge like it doesn't show him take it literally just like ends right after he kills everybody so it's just it it doesn't even feel satisfactory it's like it, it just bugs me yeah and that's why i think i said to you right after the show ended that the show would have either benefited from being a movie with less people involved or being a longer show, like yeah. s- at least like six to episodes. To flush out everyone else's story. Yeah, because oh, yeah. I feel like the reason why we don't care about like Winston is that we don't like he doesn't do a whole lot. Like there's no, no. time for him to do much, right? Like we don't see we get a bit of his backstory. We get a bit of like his like motivations, but we don't really see his life prior to the continental we don't really see like you know like like his character develop really right yeah it's even, it's not even his story it's like it's his brother's story that he just kind of takes on and yeah. like his brother who dies in like the fucking opening first the episode, first episode yeah. Yeah, yeah it like he just kind of it's his narrative throughout the entire show of like mm-hmm. everybody that winston scott comes across they have fucking more of a connection to his dead brother than they do with like Winston himself, mm-hmm. and like so I it think just it feels like it's not even his story. Yeah, and I think it would have benefited if he was if if it was just him and maybe like maybe the kung fu people like the the kung fu uh, siblings mm-hmm. as like su- like supporting characters and then cutting everyone else out because again even those like side plots were a bit rushed right like the yeah lady learning about her dad and his gun like how he didn't want to shoot anyone and so she was big in like martial arts and dealing with the asian mobsters or whatever like that felt rushed like we didn't really have the clear cut like they didn't really explain well like the motivations for why they're doing that and the motivations for like the history behind mm-hmm. her prote- protecting like, the dojo they're from interesting the- stories but nobody got enough time. Like, that's the yeah. problem with this format is nobody got enough time to get their story told. Yes, that's why I think it would be better as a longer show or, again, a movie, but with less but characters. I mean, to be fair, and, like, this it is from the world of John Wick, so plot isn't going to be your strongest suit. Yeah, Those exactly. Those fight scenes, my guy. Those fight scenes were on point. Yeah, especially for a TV show. That was my one worry was they were not going to... Like they were gonna dumb it down big time, just because yeah. budget. But no, they they did really well. And like that that last episode, even though again John Wick is not reinventing the wheel when it comes to plot, yeah. <laughs> it's not a very intense like 
M. Night Shyamalan twist in the end. Like, you know what's going to happen. Yeah. I think the last episode was still tons of fun to watch, right? Like, it was still entertaining, yeah. which is essentially what John Wick is, right? Yeah, it's just, just like entertaining fight scenes. Yeah. <laughs> the fucking... And they, they even explored, like, did a bit of exploring and, like, uh, doing new stuff, right? And the fight scenes in this show, like, the, you know, the Resident Evil camera angles and stuff like that. Oh, were, yeah. Were kind of cool and neat and, like, some of the scenes and- are, like goofy violence like classic like john wick like the the bombs and the like saying the grenades through the like what do they call them like the air shoots oh yeah whatever they're fucking called yeah capsule things that like old buildings have yeah or every walmart yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah stuff like that um yes it was a good mix of everything yeah just the since it was a TV show, obviously you're, you're expecting more plot, right? Because they have to fill in that time, but it just they didn't have time because they introduced too much. Yeah, and it just felt like some of it didn't ultimately. We did get like a matter. kind of was it kind of woke story with Sharon? Uh, like alluding to the fact that he's gay. What? Yeah. Yeah, sort of, kind of. Because like, like, okay, so upon, like the the original owner of the hotel played by mel gibson he has like sharon as his little right hand man his little like go for bellboy right yeah and then there's like this other guy who just is a, a musician in training and yeah. him and sharon yeah. kind of have like a not even a relationship but it's like they they share a special bond they're very very good friends um and like <laughs> the musician guy wants to move on with his career and maybe bring Sharon with him to where did, where was he going to go to like Switzerland or something like that or like Sweden. Yeah. Like some music school. And then it just, it's basically a reason for Mel Gibson to act like Mel Gibson and kill off this character. And then it gives Sharon some backstory. Yeah. That's another thing too. I wanted to mention is that like, I get what they're trying to go for with like trying to get Sharon to like really second guess himself and like have like a, moral dilemma of like who he wants to pick like what which side he wants to pick but again yeah. they, they rushed through it they didn't really give us a time or give us any real scenes really of sharon like figuring out what he wants to do right yeah like he, he gets the offer from winston to, to like flip sides to betray. Yeah. to betray and then like not even 10 minutes later he does it like right like he yeah. does it out of the blue like well, we'll see him well like, then and then they fucking they goop and gag us and say that like sharon again had more of a relationship with fucking Winston's brother. Yeah. And like he was gonna betray Mel Gibson in the first place. But like we as the audience weren't told that and we there's not even like hints or any kind of like reference to that ever being a thing. So it's very yeah. much like out of the blue, like, oh, this was gonna happen anyways. And like the audience is sitting there like, oh we like I think the goal they're trying to go stupid. for with his brother getting the focus of everything is to like really highlight the fact that Winston wasn't in this whole like assassins thing right like I'm pretty sure the show starts with him like being a hustler right like he's trying to like hustle yeah. properties and stuff like that I don't think he was in the assassin business that per se yeah, yeah and that's kind of his character like even in the John Wick movies right like Winston never fights anyone right because he doesn't know yeah. how to and he's kind of like he's just known he's like his notoriety and his like personality is what makes him be a, like a 
leader, I guess, in the Continental. But, like, I, I don't know. I think it just hurts the character, because in the world of John Wick, where you have, like, creepy, fucked-up-looking Dutch twins who are, like, bendy and shit, it's just, like, what, you're not even a fighter? You just, like, you just smoke <laughs> cigars and drink, and you don't do anything? That was probably Matt's favorite character in the entire show. <laughs> I, okay, Hansel was, and Gretel. Like, yeah, Hansel. Is that what they were called? Yeah, Hansel and Gretel, the twins, yeah. That is so... F- so there's, there's one word. fight scene, and it's like definitely for the the girls, the gays, and the, the theys, because it's just like <laughs> this black chick with an afro, a small, a short afro, you know what I'm talking about, and like she knows kung fu, and she's fighting this like... Bendy bitch. Bendy bitch, basically, who looks like she's like ripped straight out of the Matrix. And it's just like, this isn't for straight people. This isn't guns. This isn't like violence. This is like, like long trailing fight scenes that are like very skillful. And like, like I said, this bitch is bendy and you've got this like badass, like black chick who knows Kung Fu. It's so fucking awesome. But it's just like, this is not the intended audience. Like, this is for me personally. I took that personally. <laughs> I remember you exactly like right before that scene. You was like, you're like, this chick is serving cunt. <laughs> yeah, she's serving cunt. Because she looks like literally like black bob, blunt bangs, leather trench coat. And oh, by like, the way, she I, can like bend over backwards. I looked up the actress and it's legit her. Like, that's not a wig or anything or like dyed hair or anything. That is so funny. That's like her actual like hairstyle. So a hundred percent, they went out of her way to cast this specific person because she's like oh, not yeah. even an like a American actress. She's from like Europe somewhere, like Central Europe. Like she's Ukrainian. Ukrainian. She's a model, a dancer, and a contortionist. Yeah, yeah. So they a hundred percent like looked for someone that was able to be flexible and like uh had to look Basically and like you're going, you're coming. <laughs> probably why they had no lines too right <laughs> silent True. killers i mean like good for her because that's great because she was on talent competitions like so you think you can dance france has got talent mm. ukraine's everybody dance as an actress she was in malignant and unholy and she was in resident evil who the hell was she in resident evil oh she was lisa okay mm. that's weird basically all these roles where she doesn't speak she just gets to be a bendy bitch <laughs> just be like, a bendy great. bitch yeah good for her secure that bag she's like i've got my niche i'm the bendy bitch so matt's favorite character was obviously gretel in this show for me it was and, jenkins and the black chick i just think it was so cool like uh what what was her name uh uh who uh lou burton oh lou yeah, yeah yeah lou she's an amateur kung fu practitioner with a dislike for guns like she's black in a like a primarily like i said she she lives in chinatown and her father had owned like uh, a dojo and <clears throat> like her whole story is like the chinese mafia guy comes in and he's just like first of all your father's black and this is a dojo like we're not japanese this is chinatown so like it's like interracial racism, you know, <laughs> like it's not just like white on everyone violence. It's like, yeah, it's, it, it, it was, it was cool and an engaging story. But again, it was just like, what the hell does this have to do with John Wick? <laughs> yeah. I think they did a good job building the world with this show. Yeah. And did not do a good job making it a Winston prequel. I think that's just no, exactly what you could boil it down to. Cause they introduced so many new characters and like 
explain a little bit more of the high table and like the coin press and stuff like that. And they uh, brought they introduced the uh, Lawrence Fishbacks group, like the homeless people. Yeah, uh, the Fishburn. Sorry, not Fishback. Fishburn. Lawrence Fishburn. Yeah. Uh, they introduced those people again, like that were in the John Wick movies. Like they did a good job expanding the world, but they didn't do a good job like explaining Winston's story. It feels very graphic novel-y. Like there were so many scenes and just like parts of the show where I was like, this would make this would make so much sense as like a Batman story. Like change <laughs> New York to Gotham and like so much of this shit would just make sense. Yeah, true. Like the, the bendy bitch assassins. Like I it just oh my God, the I act- don't know. The actor that plays uh Sharon in this show Mm-hmm. This is his first like gig as an actor, and he's also going to be in the new Mo- Hunger Games movie coming out. Good for him, so he's gonna he's getting big roles right off the bat. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I don't know if you heard me earlier, but my favorite character was Jenkins in the Continental. Is that the the weird guy? <laughs> yeah, the Who sniper, up? the weird sniper guy. Oh, oh my god! <laughs> See, even he like at first I did not like him, but like he grew on me as a character. <laughs> Like he was funny. You're just some weird guy with a terrible, like, was it even New York accent? Like, what the fuck was that? I don't, it was just kind of, kind of old pedo rage. <laughs> yeah. He's just like, a fucking pedophile, essentially. He sounded like the guy from Family Guy. <laughs> except yeah. less high-pitched and more like, hey, welcome to these parts. <laughs> Sounds like a Sesame Street character. <laughs> yeah. In like yeah. the weirdest way. But yeah, I guess that's it. That's that's the show. What would you give it out of ten? Six. Uh, yeah, six. I hold firm. Yeah, because like like I said, it the world was great, the fights were great, but like they pitched it as like Winston Scott's origin story, and it it fell through as that. I find like it wasn't satisfying his story yeah. arc. And it's like it was supposed to be his show, and it was the least satisfying story arc. Yeah, and it's kind of cool. I kind of wish they would have done more with the whole cop side of things because it's like the mm-hmm. first time we see cops getting involved in the story, yeah. right? It's always something like like where the fuck are the cops are at, you know? <laughs> and when you're watching John Wick, it's like why why are there no cops involved here? Yeah, and it's the first time we can kind of see cops involved. Well, but even again, then, they didn't, it's it, they didn't really get involved until one of them had like personal stakes like it was her mission all along exactly it wasn't it had nothing to do with being like enforcing the law and like stopping the assass- yeah. the assassins it was literally just to get revenge on her family so it's like they're letting this assassin guild or whatever just roam free in new york so it'd be cool to kind of see like why how like how that dynamic plays out yeah, yeah. it just seems like they don't well, like, they, they don't ex- in, I- Sorry, even when John Wick goes, like, excommunicado and, like, literally, like, the whole world is against him, they never really explain, like, why. It just just seems like in this world, like, everyone is aware of this assassin's (laughs) high table thing existing to a certain extent. And so cops don't get involved, I feel like, is what they're they're saying without saying it, you know? You know what I mean? Like, they're kind of read between the lines that, like, it's kind of... The organization takes care of itself, right? Like, if there's an assassin that's committed wrongdoing or whatever, right? You go excommunicado. They deal with it. And exactly. they deal with it themselves. But yeah, it'd be cool if they could, like, 
maybe have like another spinoff or they just go more into detail with that. But until next year, I guess there's no more John Wick content. <laughs> next year, June 7th, Ballerina until comes out. Get, I was going to say what? Orphan? But yeah, it's Ballerina. Yeah, ballerina, because we needed a fucking spinoff about the Ballerina people in the second movie. They don't even show I mean, up like, ever again. <laughs> it's probably not going to have anything to do with anything. No, yeah, it's literally, according to Wikipedia, it takes place between uh, John Wick 3 and 4 the events of this movie. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's going to be about like, uh, the main character trying to find her parents, essentially, I think is the plot or revenge on her parents. Death, I think. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we'll see, I guess. Uh, let's come on next year. So I don't know. I'd have to wait and see if there's a trailer that comes out. Cause how do you say her name? Anna de Armas. Yep. Has she done much action stuff? I don't um, think so. I don't think she's been in a lot of action. She's been like, in like. If you're signing up for a John Wick movie, you, you, like you kind of have to know what you're getting into, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay, she's been in kind of like kind of sort of stuff like Blade Runner, mm-hmm. No Time to Die. Oh, she was in Knock Knock with Keanu Reeves. That's 100 percent how she got this job. But one million percent. Okay. Because even though like Keanu Reeves isn't a producer or anything, I'm 100% sure he gets a say in this stuff. Yeah. I would imagine. But anyways, last topic before we wrap for the day. We need to always wrap. We always need to talk about internet clout. We love talking yeah, about have, internet we clout. Have a, a new bit that might just replace our question. <laughs> yeah. Ending the episode with uh, in- what people do on the internet that is fucking stupid just to get clout. Yeah. This week we got a new contender. Uh, I wouldn't say if I w- I guess it's debatable if it's worse or not than getting shot for clout, like last week's topic. But this week, a guy on a TikTok said, "You know what, man? I need a hundred more viewers. So what I'm gonna do is I'm going to eat tapeworms." So yeah. there's a whole video. Uh. I can't find the original anymore, so I guess it got taken down. But he basically uh, catches the fish, starts skinning it, sees a bunch of tapeworms in it, and then just fucking eats it. (laughs) Yeah, a 23-year-old. I'm not even going to say his name because he doesn't deserve the notoriety for anyone to look him up. Just some 23-year-old TikToker went fishing, cut into the fish, realized that there were tapeworms in it, and decided he was going to eat it. Yeah. And then, like, and document like, what happens for clout. Of course, it's the internet, so we'll take everything with a grain of salt. And, like, yeah, this, uh, this like, video is, like, cut all over the place. There's cuts everywhere. But, like, it's fucking TikTok. Odds are you ate the goddamn tapeworms. People are so oh, yeah. fucking stupid for clout that odds are this is not faked. <laughs> People are just that stupid. And, yeah, yeah he went to the doctor, um, got meds for it, I think. Yeah, so here I have a little bit of a summary. So he says the experience hasn't deterred him from trying any unusual, potentially dangerous meals in the future. He said, within a week of taking the anti-parasitic medication, I didn't feel anything wrong with my stomach. I will continue extreme eating as long as I'm alive. And Repeat then that first sentence. The, within a week of taking the anti-parasitic no, medication. No, before that, before that, like the earlier part. 
The experience hasn't deterred him from trying other unusual and potentially dangerous meals in the future. Now let's look up what the guy last week said about getting shot. I'm pretty sure he said the exact <laughs> same thing word for word. Yeah. These people are so fucking stupid. So yeah. so much fucking brain rot that they... <laughs> so he went to the doctor and he said more likely that I have a tapeworm or some type of parasite inside me. He says I'm going to the bathroom nonstop. My stomach is killing me. He explains the medications and that the tapeworms live inside him and he hopes to get better soon. The doctor wasn't sure what kind of worm was in the fish, so he gave him a variety of antiparasitic medications. Some of the worms <laughs> cause seizures, muscle damage, and you can lose your eyesight because the worms get in there. Oh, God, that's fucking terrifying. Ooh. He says, I'm an idiot. I'm not going to lie. This was totally my fault. Uh, he warned others not to make the same mistake. If there's anything you learn from this, it's do not eat worms inside of a bass, especially Florida lakes and ponds, because it's such a warm environment. The post okay. has over 585,000 likes, as well as 2,800 comments from stunned followers. God damn, brother. Crazy. Is 585,000 likes worth getting tapeworms, Isaiah? No. But exactly. I'm saying... I'm saying in the head a little bit, <laughs> sort of, kind of, just enough to realize that it's not. But yeah, yeah uh, I found the, <laughs> I found the in, the Urban Dictionary entry for brain rot. <laughs> Definition: the inability to stop thinking about a certain topic, causing your brain to rot. This could often <sighs> cause you to go grr, bark, 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 wolf, meow mode for some people. <laughs> yep. <laughs> What a so, fucking what a fucking definition. Thanks for tuning in. Yeah. To the Oddly Ignorant Podcast. Yeah, that's it for this episode. Uh it's an hour in. On a bleak note this time. Well, yeah, bleak note. Kind of <laughs> funny though, if you want to laugh at it. Laugh at him, not with them, please. Yeah. Uh, and I guess Don't we'll be, be stupid. We'll be back next week with uh, another episode. Bye-bye, everybody. Bye.